Blog Talk Radio. Your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnecting healing practitioner, 
sound therapist and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join that discussion. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it. We will do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you simply cannot continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227 and listen via phone, or please, please, please be sure to use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. You know, write this down so you can check it out after the show. You have to put in the whole thing, www.audibletrial.com slash energy awareness so that you get your free trial. You know, oftentimes we see others and we think, wow, they're really lucky or they've got it easy, but we never think about what they may have gone through to get where they are. And that's very important because each of us gets a case of the doldrums every once in a while. Some become very depressed, and some people must go through really rigorous challenges before they meet with success. And my guest, Helen Wu, is no exception. Helen's personal struggles include self-esteem issues, depression, grief, abuse, addiction, betrayal, personal and financial loss and devastation. And though she knows that it's easier said than done, she believes that letting go of the baggage the anger and the resentment from the past and forgiving and moving on with a positive attitude is vital to achieving success. Helen is an inspirational speaker, radio personality, and co-author of the best-selling book Sexy with No Boundaries and author of Self-Aid, Inspirations to Turn Struggles into Success, which is our topic for discussion. She is passionate about making a positive difference in this world, and her purpose in life is to inspire and encourage others to triumph over their struggles, to be a reminder that keeping a positive attitude is very important while conquering all of life's challenges, and uses her self-aid program to help others discover their next step in living their life purpose to achieve their personal and business success. And you can learn more about Helen Wu and self-aid at, write this down again, www.selfaidwithhelenwu. It's H-E-L-E-N-W-O-O.com. So selfaidwithhelenwu.com, write it all out. Go ahead and put that down so you can check that out after the show. So, hello, Helen. Thank you so much for joining us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? I am good, T. Thank you so much for having me. I, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Ah, well, you know, it, it was great seeing your book come across my desk, and I thought this is really interesting because, you know, we get a lot of books on affirmations, but I have to say in reading your book with all the different quotes and inspirations in it, it is different than the other ones where because, because of your wooisms, let's start with that. <laughs> yes. Because of that, it makes the whole book different, but I don't really want to start with that, but I'll just put that out there. What I really would like to start with is what exactly was the catalyst for you to write this particular book? 
Well, let's see. I probably have like a hundred more books in me, but this one was uh, to tone it down. I had to edit it uh, at least 400 pages down to get the 167 pages I have now. Um, it, it, the catalyst, hmm, let's put it this way. I've been through almost every challenge, you, you name it, I've been there. And I just want to remind the world, uh, the listeners, the readers, that we can always overcome our struggles. I know it's easy, easily, easier said than done, but listen, coming from me who have been in devastation mode so many times in my life and to challenges, I can smile and laugh about it now because I've overcome it. Also, when the little challenges that come my way now, it's easier to fix because I'm in a better mindset, you see? So I've gone through this uh, self-aid program on my own. In order to talk about self-aid, I must have, you know, uh, these are my experiences. Um, I've been through so much low downtime, T, that I want people to know that even when you think you have nothing left, you have something. I want people to know that there's always something. There's one, even if it's a tiny little hanging by a thread, you are still have something and you still can create something great and you still can overcome that struggle. And I agree with you 100%. And I like it when the authors write from experience rather than a perspective of, well, I think this. No, you know, if you think something, it might not really be good for everyone else because it's a perspective. Whereas when you come from the place that you lived from, it is an experience. And if people can see that and say, okay, well, if they got through that, then I can get through this. That to me is vitally important when I'm choosing different people for this show. You know, are you just putting it out there that you're trying to like dictate this is what you should do or did you actually go through something and it works for you? And for you, you went through so many different things, you know, and, and you lived it. You can tell that you lived it because even though you don't write your story in the book, you do. Yes, you, you can see pieces of my story in this yeah. one, but the next books will be more story oriented. This one is okay. you can you can put together all my words and you know my story. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's it's amazing because it's not just like you're reading affirmations because people can say as many times as they want, you know, oh things are good, oh things are good, oh things are you know, whatever. And they're not gonna get anywhere because they don't believe it and they're not putting feeling into it. But when you read about somebody who's been through different things. And all they have to do is, is, you know, pick the book up and start reading the first few pages and understand that you've been through a lot and read the bio. And, you know, once they understand that, they can say, okay, this will probably help me because there's nothing worse than, than reading something that nobody's been through, but they think they know because you can't know until you've experienced something. You just can't. I completely, completely agree. You know, like you can't talk about divorce if you've not been there. <laughs> so I, I, I completely agree. And that's the reason why this is so personal to me. This is not only therapeutic to myself as I wrote it. Um, it is, I found out, you know, the positive feedback that I'm getting that it is so therapeutic for the, for so many people who have even finished the entire book, they still keep it around because they say that each day they open to a random page and get something out of it that will help their day. It's amazing the feedback I'm getting. I'm so grateful. Well, and that makes sense to me because that's what this is. You should read it once and then you should go back and read it again because you're going to pick up something different. Every time you read a book, if you read it a second time, there are things you say, I don't remember that chapter or that part. Did this just appear? And you know it didn't. It was in the book. But you get something different out of it each time. And if you use it that way, especially, let's say something happens. You know, you get a phone call and you think, okay, this was not in the script when I woke up this morning. And you, you pick up your book that's sitting next to the phone. I guarantee that whatever page you pick up, open up to, that's what you needed at that moment. And it will lift your spirits. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. I, that's what they've been telling me. They say, I cannot believe this, Helen. It works. I open to a random page, and I get that message that I really need it that day. I'm, I'm so grateful to hear that. And you'll see at the end of, uh, you know, self-aid is an acronym. You see at the very last chapter, because um, it's mm-hmm. S-E-L-F-A-I-D, self-aid, the last chapter I uh, had it all about gratitude. Because w- yeah. what's, what's life without gratitude? I have to give thanks for everything I have. Mm-hmm. And I was very glad to see that because we talk about gratitude an awful lot on this show. That's like my main thing. And gratitude <laughs> yes. is so important. If you if you come from a place of gratitude, things will change. If you don't, you know, it's, if you're one of those people that well, it's all about me and, and how come I can't have this or all you're doing is showing lack and then you're getting more lack. But if you come from the source of gratitude from the heart, you will start to see things change. So let's talk a little bit about the book itself is called Self-Aid. And that's a very clever play on words because self-aid is something that we do to help ourselves. So it's clear this is a a self-help book. But Self-Aid, as you said, is also an acronym, which makes it really easy for the reader to remember how to get through the struggles and meet with success. So why don't you tell us a bit about the acronym itself, Self-Aid. Definitely. These, this is all part of my self-aid program. I live it. I love it. I, I mentor it. I do everything in my life. Eat, drink, and, you know, basically this is my life. Um, the S stands for the obvious, self-aid, self-help, helping myself daily and reminding everyone that to help ourselves is not selfishness. To help ourselves enables us to help others. So we must help ourselves first. And we have to take care of ourselves one day at a time to get us better and better. Uh, Self-help for me, self-aid, is um, knowing that I have room for improvement. So every day I work on myself, I get a little better. And I'm not perfect, but you know what? I'm better than I was 10 years ago. Much, much better. (laughs) And and that's all. Better than we are the day before, you know? Exactly. But that's because... but we have to have our kind of like um, manifest. We, our mindset has to be ready. Am I ready to say I can be better tomorrow? Because some people think they're perfect already. And they might not be ready for it yet. Um, you know, honestly, when I was in my 20s, early 20s, I thought, oh, yeah, I don't need to change. I'm great. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're um, 20s. Everybody thinks that. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And then it takes you years, you know, for me into my 30s, I'm like, wow. I mean, the challenges that I faced throughout my life since birth up until my 30s, I say it just got rougher in the 30s. I, I really experienced high levels of stress and realized that, you know, my life ain't that grand and pretty, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I have to work on for me. So I stopped repeating the same mistakes. So I stopped doing the same things. And, and you know, I, you know, I, I put myself as, as as the victim many a times and I would not get better because I did not think I need to. I think that once I acknowledge that I can, wow, the progress starts. You have to start helping yourself one little baby step at a time. And that's so and that's true important. once you realize that if you get a, a tiny bit of validation, it gives you hope and then it gives you confidence and you can build on that. But it's interesting that the first chapter is self-aid. And as you said, you have to take care of yourself because then you can take care of others. It's the oxygen mask theory. You know, put it on you first so that you can help others, particularly exactly. women. I think that, that this chapter probably resonates with women more than anything else. Do you find that to be true? 
Wow, there's so many things because the next chapter, E, in self-aid is esteem. I think a lot of women have issues with self-esteem and esteem for others. What I think uh, that, you know, women are so great and if only we owned it and knew that each and every one of us is that great, we together can conquer the world. A lot of women, instead of understanding that these people around them that know so much more than they do um, and have experience and talents and skills in these areas that we don't have, we should admire them and have high esteem for them, not be jealous, not be envious. You know, and that's right. what self-esteem is about. It's about learning to have self-esteem and confidence for myself and learning to admire, learning to gain esteem for others is so important as well. So the E stands for esteem for all, not just myself. Right. And, that's, and, that's and, and I think that the, the esteem is huge, but if you're not putting, if you're not doing the self-care, the self-aid for you, you can't get there. So the, exactly. the fact right. that self-aid comes first it's so it important is. because so many women don't take care of themselves first. They put everybody else in front of them, and then they wonder, why am I exhausted? Why am I getting sick? Why you know, do I have headaches? Why am I stressed to the max? Well, because you're not taking time for you. And as you said at the very beginning, self-aid is not something that you, know, you should sit there and say, I can't do that. It's something well, you have to do for yourself. Yeah, the first step is so easy, T. The first step is saying, looking in the mirror or just saying out loud, I can be a little better today than I was yesterday, or I can wake up being better. Uh, The first step is acknowledging that we have room for improvement, that we can help ourselves to a better place. And that is the first step. The first step is acknowledgement. Just saying, I need some help, getting better is help alone. Because when when you're in the denial phase, you can't get better. Like you think you're perfect, you think, you know, that's how I was 20 years ago. You know, you can't work on yourself if you don't believe you need work. (laughs) You know, I think that's First step, yes. Uh, believing that you can get better. Like I know that I'm, right now I love where I am today from where I was 20 years ago, but I still have so much room for improvement. I still have so much room that I can better myself, you know, all these areas in my life. I could better myself every single day. And, you know, the day I die, I want to, you know, hopefully I have people around me saying that, wow, she lived the best that she could possibly live and she really tried at everything and she gave it her all. I want to be known for that, that I always want to make myself a little better than I was the day before. Yep, and even on the day that you die, you're like, well, I'm going to make myself better because now I'm going someplace else where I can start anew. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, and so the E was esteem. The L, two chapters and two meanings for me uh, under my self-aid tool, it's love and laughter. You can't walk out of the house without these two. I mean, honestly, love is passion, and when you show love in every single little thing you do, it shows in your work, in your actions, in everything that happens to you, the results, and laughter. Oh my goodness, I could do speeches and speeches on laughter. And people say, that's a really simple topic. Don't you get bored like in five minutes? Wow. Laughter, we could, I can go on and on. Not only is it a great um, healthy benefit for us, it is something that is literally makes you have a better day. You can turn a bad mood to a good mood instantaneously. And laughter yoga is laughing for no reason at all. And you know what happens when you laugh for no reason at all, even though it seems silly when you start? You end up laughing because that was funny. (laughs) So 
I, I had the whole stage, uh, the, excuse me, I was on stage, I had the whole audience uh, laughing with me, doing a laughter yoga with me for several minutes, just laughing out loud, and it was just so much fun. The whole audience was genuinely laughing. They start off looking at each other like, oh my God, what am I doing? But they end up laughing so hard that it was such a great, I mean, I, I love doing laughter speeches. <laughs> it's it, fun. It's, so, it's fun, and it feels good. You release so much tension when you laugh. You know, oh even my. in the, the worst circumstances, I mean, I do a lot of hospice work, and I have to say, there are times in hospice situations, you know, you're in a hospice situation, it isn't good, there's nothing good about it, and then somebody says something, and a memory is triggered, and because of the, the level of stress in the room, people start to laugh. Now, first of all, nobody knows why they're laughing. Whatever was said probably wasn't that funny, but somebody laughed. You know, it's like being in church, and, and you start laughing, and you cannot stop, and now everyone is laughing, and then they start to really get more at ease there's a level of guilt afterward that comes with it because they think well we shouldn't be laughing why not why not laughter is beautiful and laughter is contagious that's why everybody's laughing it's contagious it's beautiful you have you know you're an older person even not older it's for the rest of our lives come on laughter is so healthy for us honestly it's healthy for us mentally emotionally and physically so Mm -hmm. it is just it's the healthiest thing you can do out there. If you're not ready for a salad today, laugh a little. <laughs> it right. gives you a longer life. It really does. It extends your life. I did medical research on all this. I looked yeah, up a lot. I researched laughter before I did my laughter speeches in the past. And I really saw the effects that it helps us human beings mentally, emotionally, and physically. So phys- it physiologically, does. it yeah. really helps us. Yeah, because when you're laughing, you can't be sad, you can't be negative because you're in a positive place. So no matter what's going on, if you start to laugh and, you know, you start changing the neural pathways in the brain and that helps you to stay more positive. So the more laughter you can get and find somebody to laugh with, you know, and find laughter in things. When things happen that are just like you're sitting in a restaurant and you've asked for the glass of water three times, I mean, after a while, you know what, I don't even want the water. It's okay. It's fine. I'm not going to ask again. This is too funny. You have to laugh. You have to laugh at, at the little things in life that are inconvenient or just the things that happen that you think, yep, this is the way the day is going to go. Okay. You know, and you just start to laugh. And, and yours has yeah, something to do I, with... I like that. Yes. Yours has something to do with the A chapter, the attitude. Yes. Just that little bit of change of attitude, like, oh, my goodness, this, I've asked three times and the water hasn't come to me. You know what? <laughs> Let me look at the bright side of things. It's kind of funny at this point. <laughs> so, so you know, there's, there's, a, there's always something great in um, pretty much thinking positively, you know, and really that's what self-aid is about. It's taking care of yourself and putting yourself in a positive place. And we, we, I don't make, mean to make uh, the love um, issue a lighter issue than laughter because love is just as big and beautiful and powerful. Um, love is starting off again, like helping ourselves. We have to learn to love ourselves first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love, once we love ourselves. Yes. Well, no, when we love ourselves, we take care of ourselves. When we take care of ourselves, all these little things that we do in life, we show love, we put love into it and love loves us back. Things, good things start happening to us because we put our love out there, the love starts coming back to us without even noticing. And so it's not even about looking for your romantic love. We have to have the romantic love. It's not about that. It's about loving ourselves first and all the other love comes in. They follow. Right. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't even have to worry about romantic love. If you can just know that you are coming from a place of love and you are a good person and you love who you are and what you do, no matter what, 
no matter what, there's going to be good days and bad days, but you got to turn around and say, you know what? As a person, I love myself. I think I'm a good person. So there you go. And move on with that. Everything else will start to fall into place. It just, it's automatic. It really is. It really is. So, you know, F in self-aid is probably one of the hardest things to achieve. It's freedom, Mm -hmm. F for freedom. And when I say freedom, I'm talking about that incredible weight lifted from your chest when you let go of all the negative stuff that you've experienced in your life, the negative emotions that you've left behind, uh, that, that you've had in your past, the resentment, the anger, the issues holding grudges on people, um, blame, blaming yourself or others, all those things you have to forgive yourself and forgive others, and you have to be genuinely, genuinely acknowledging of your mistakes and your errors, because I made a lot of mistakes and I'm genuinely sorry for them. But I also, by showing how genuine I am for it, I don't make the same mistakes again, because I really want all the past to be in the past, the negative stuff to stay back there in the past. And so that's, this is the hardest thing to work on. And for me, it took years to get resentment and anger out of my system. But slowly but surely, when it leaves, wow, wow, do you feel better. And you don't make the same mistakes anymore when you let go. Right. And if you do it like Ralph Waldo Emerson says, you know, finish every day and be done with it. You know, just be done with it and know oh, he's that got you a- did the best oh. that you could. You're exactly right. Yeah, you did the best you could, and you're free of the day. You have to really cut that cord and let go and move on because if you can't change anything, why are you worried about it? And if you can change something, don't worry about it. Just take action to improve it. So there's really no need to worry and cause stress. So now that you got rid of the worry, there's no reason to feel guilty, and there's no reason that you can't let things go because if you let things go, you're much better off, and you can move on with the new. So once you get to a point where you say, okay, i got to let that go because I can't change it anyway. I might as well, well here's on. the thing. I, I, I recently, well, I say recently, it's been six, seven, seven years or plus or something like that. Um, one of my best, best, dearest friends whom I considered a sister, literally, she was not blood, but I felt of, like her. she was my blood sister. I felt like she was my sister, period. Um, she took everything from me. Financially, she wiped me completely clean. I was left with literally nothing. She, I had to foreclose and all the homes I had, and I had some properties. I was in real estate investing at the time. I had to file for bankruptcy. I lost every dollar, everything mm. I thought I ever had in my life, the zeros. I lost everything. Anyway, she wiped me clean. But my friends are saying to me, how could you not hate her? How could you not want her dead? How can you not want her in jail? How can you not? I said, you know what? I'm not just saying friends, just people who have heard this story have said this to me. I said, the, one of the main reasons why I'm so happy today is because I have let go and I send her good energy. I yeah. send her love and I hope, hope, hope she, that she becomes a better person and that she will cannot ever hurt anyone else again. All I want is goodness for her because she did something that was not good and I don't have any hate, hate, um, hatred for her. I don't have any resentment. I do have, however, you know, uh, just compassion. I do want to say I hope that she's in a better place and I hope that she learns because I learned from, I made a lot of mistakes in my life too. I mean, no, I wasn't vicious and, you know, uh, I wasn't as, you know, I didn't steal from my friends. I wasn't, you know, 
mean to others on purpose anyway. I've got, I made a lot of mistakes though, but I repented. I am genuinely sorry. I don't repeat the same mistakes. I don't hurt people intentionally ever. Um, people have said to me, why don't you hate her? Why don't you want her dead? You know, I'm like, but I don't wish her, I don't wish any harm on her. I don't believe in an eye for an eye anymore. I believe yeah. in... Yeah, I believe that when someone's harmed us, we can give it a good energy or we can be with them and join their club. And I don't want to join their club. Right. right, exactly. And the fact that, well, you had been through so much, so you learned and you and you grow from that. When we go through an awful lot of things, we learn that, okay, you know what? That's their baggage, not mine. Exactly. It impacted me, but that's okay. I'm not going to go down that road. So. Yes, I still love you. I just love you over there. Like you're at the end of the line. I can't see you. I love you. I just don't want to be near you. You know, you're just way far away. Hello. You know. Yeah. No, I still said our good energy. You know, it's always good to wish people well because when you wish people well, tenfold comes back to you. You know, I mean, it's good. Good positive thinking is not just positive thinking within my own brain for myself. It's oh. positive thinking for others. I wish everyone well. I don't have any Ill, Ill feelings, ill will feelings for others. I, do, I used to, you know, um, not practice hatred, but I used to be like, if someone hurt me or my family members or my close and best friends, I would want them in jail. I want them hurt. I want them punished. I want them. I don't have that same kind of eye for an eye feeling anymore. I do want them to learn and I do wish them well. I don't want them to ever hurt other people again, but I don't have the hatred feelings anymore. You know, once you start working on this through the years, you will learn to put those kind of feelings and throw them away. And you need to do that. You need to do that to move forward because you will stay stuck in the mud. So many people that I see in my practice will come in and they'll tell me I'm stuck in the mud and we'll have a conversation. I'll say, okay, let me explain to you why you're stuck in the mud. And it goes back to all the basics. If you're holding on tight to something, you can't pick anything else up because your hands are making fists. So you need to let go so that good stuff can come in. It's really easy. But it's not easy to let go. However, if they go through your book, they will be able to do this in a really quick, I think, quick and easy fashion because just just going through and reading the book, let's just say somebody picked it up and started reading it, you can't help but start feeling good when you start reading all these different inspirations. You can't. You cannot pick up this book and be negative and walk away 10 minutes later and say you're still negative. I, I just don't believe it. You're going to be positive because you've read too many things and it already started the process. You must be getting that kind of feedback as well. I'm getting such positive feedback. I'm so grateful. You know, it's, I'm getting the feedback. When you do read my book, typically if you finish it already and you just pick up just to read any page, random page, that message is so clear and so wonderful for them that day. They're loving the fact that these are inspirations, affirmations. For me, the book was based on these incredible, powerful, and I believe in the power of the word. These, this book was based on these powerful words from these philosophers, dead and alive, um, incredible people like Gandhi's in there, Mother Teresa's in there, um, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther King's in there. So many people are in this book. I mean, I, I can't compare. There's just so many beautiful people in this book. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Oprah Winfrey, you know, these are people that I admire yeah. and the words yeah. that, mm-hmm. the words and the actions that they've taken in their lives have empowered me to believe. When I read these words from them, I put my own words, I put their words into my own perspective, basically. My actions and my thoughts and my feelings towards their words became now my wooisms. And it is a play on words because woo, W-O-O is my last name. 
So my quotes are my wooisms. My editor actually helped me with that. She says, oh, my goodness, Helen, that's a wooism. <laughs> I mm-hmm. said, that's, the, that, that's how we created the word wooism. Um, and so I said, wow, that's great. So following a beautiful quote, which you'll see that many beautiful people, and it was so hard to edit, T. It was so hard because there's so many great words and great powerful people out there, beautiful philosophers uh, that were music to my ears, okay? But I had to limit because I have to make my book a little easier read. And I've made it a very simple read on purpose because when I was going through a depression, T, I couldn't read too much. I couldn't pick up a book that had like lots of fine print and lots of pages. I couldn't do that. I was in such um, a dark place when I was in a dark place. You know, when you're in a dark place, you're there, you're stuck. And a lot of people who don't read too much, they're not going to read at all during that time of their lives. And so I made it so that you can pick up and have a smile. Yeah, this is why it's so good because it's not like you're reading a novel because people do get intimidated even if it's a 100-page novel. You know, I mean, I read a book a week for this show, and, and I don't get intimidated by books. I, I love to read, so I, I'm an avid reader. I pick them up. I read them. I, you know, suck in all the words. But <laughs> when I picked this up, it was, okay, this is so easy. Anybody can do this. Anyone can do it. You don't have to really – it's not like you're reading a book. You're just reading these these wonderful quotes and aspirations that are thought-provoking and that really will start to turn your perspective. It has to. It's just chemically the way we're made. If you read enough things that are positive, you're going to start being positive. It's just the way that it works. And I like the fact that it's broken into the chapters and you can start and just go through, you know, right through self-aid and get to gratitude and do it that way. Or you can do it the other way where you can pick it up and use it daily as just a guide or, you know, what's the quote of the day? Like a lot of people do angel cards. Well, you can just do this book. The other thing is that, yes, after each quote, this is where your story comes in. After each quote is the wooism. And it's funny because for years, for years, uh, friends of mine have said, oh God, that's a teaism. And, and I'll laugh. <laughs> and it, was because it wasn't, what I said, it was the things that I did or believed or felt. It was how I lived my life that say, well, tea's a little different. That's a teaism. And I'd be like, really? This is what we're calling it now? And it was so funny. So when I read wooism, I started laughing. I thought, what's a wooism versus a teaism? Yours is based on the word and how you interpreted things. And your story is told through the interpretation because each inspiration, affirmation, whatever we want to call these things, quote, is then rewritten by you interpreting that for the way that you lived. You can see it. You can, you can see it. I mean, I can see it. I'm presuming everyone can, that, that you read that and then you read the wooism. And sometimes you just have to laugh because you say, yeah, you're just shooting straight from the hip at that point. It's not always real flowery like the quote itself. You know, it's... No, it's, it's not uh, because you shorten a lot of them because I, I want it to be extra easy reading. And so, uh, trust me, I had like a st- way, sometimes way too long a story. <laughs> As a rule, right. I, I had to shorten like three, four sentence long things to a one or a short two, you know, and um, I'm so grateful that you see this. I'm so grateful that you see, and I love, I like to hear some of, or see some of the teasms in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think them through because, as I said, it was I was reading it and I thought, okay, her wooisms are how she interprets that. Mine is how I live my life, doing things a little bit different than other people in the way that I believe things, you know. And I actually do live the belief, and that amazes people, you know, when they meet you and you say something, and then they realize, oh my God, that's actually what she does. She said it. I didn't believe her, but she actually does do that. Okay. <laughs> you know, so mine's different than yours, but I love that you interpreted every single quote 
every single one, because then people know that, okay, she's real. This isn't some philosopher or some well-known person, celebrity or whatever, who wrote something and somebody said, oh, that sounds good. What a great quote. This is her writing it down and you can get the gist of what, you're, what you've been through based on, first of all, the selections that you chose. So you chose exactly. the selections. Yeah. Thank you. Um, oh, wow. It, it was uh, definitely the hardest task was to edit because I, I wanted to put so much more in there. And that was the hardest process. But there will be many books, many, many more books. So I want to finish the acronym. Self-A, we did S-E-L-F. The A is for attitude, what you talked about earlier, T. It is so important. I know now, and trust me, I'm human, so I have bad days too. Oh, my goodness. And my son is at that age where, yes, there could be more bad days than fewer, you know. Um, and so I'm telling you, right now, it is possible to take a bad thought, throw it away, and replace it with a good thought. And I know that people don't think about this on a common and average day, but if you do it enough and you practice it enough, it can become habitual when we can catch ourselves having a bad thought, causing the crabby day, causing the crankiness of what we're going through at the moment. We can actually replace that bad thought with a good thought. We can even replace it with like a happy face stick figure, you know? We can replace it with so many little things that will put either a half smile or a full smile or a, a complete laugh on your face. And that is something that is so powerful because we alone can do it for ourselves. We just don't think about it every day. I go into the mirror um, uh, and, and I just say, I can do it. I can do it. When I think that I'm going through a really tough phase, like something's really difficult in front of me, I go into the mirror. I tell myself, I can do it. I mean, I remind myself, affirmations are so important. The more you say it, the more you believe it, the more you believe it, the more you own it, and then you get the positive results. And it's almost, it becomes inherent pretty much because when you do it, it, it becomes rote. It's not just a habit, but you, you're on autopilot the minute you start to go down the negative road. Because I don't go to the mirror, but what I do is if something's going on, if I'm at my desk, and usually that's where things are that you know, are going on that you need to say, okay, T, you can do this. You can absolutely do this. Just get through it. Think it through and just do it. You know you can do it. How are you going to do it? Okay, just do it. And that's all. And then the next thing you know, you're in flow and you're doing it. And it just becomes rote to do that. It's automatic. You don't go down yes. the negative road because so many times you have, if you catch yourself and do it pretty soon and it doesn't take long, people don't believe this part. They'll say it must have taken years. No, it might have taken weeks. If that, it oh. probably took days, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're really consistent about catching yourself. Yes, yes. And this, may I give you a quote from Buddha and then my little wisdom yes. to follow? Yes. This is in the attitude chapter, exactly what we're talking about. We are shaped by our thoughts. We become what we think. When the mind is pure, joy follows like a shadow that never leaves. That is by Buddha. Now, right. for me, I made it very simplistic. It never fails. A positive attitude brings me positive results. And that's my wisdom. And th these things are real. I mean, we have to really practice it to find out that they're real. We can't, a lot of people hear something from someone, and they're like, oh, whatever, it works for you, it doesn't for me, because we haven't tried it. I mean, I used right. to be one of the you know, negative Nancy's. I used to be one of those Debbie Downers, you know? Uh, there was a time in my life that when someone said something about uh, positive thinking, positive thoughts, and mindset, 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 I would be like, blah, blah, blah. Because I wasn't ready to change yet. I wasn't ready right. to progress yet. 
And the moment we are ready, wow, we just make these tiny little differences in our lives and we make a giant difference, a positive difference. We just make one little small um, thinking change in our, in our thinking process. Just a tiny little switch, bam, we get the biggest, best results. Yeah, and it doesn't take any physical exertion or anything. You just have to be aware and, and make the shift. And that's probably harder than physical exertion for some people because you have to be aware. And if you're not aware or you don't want to, I mean, you're ready when you're ready. And if, but if, once you do it and you realize I did it, then you, it almost becomes a game. I can do it again. I can do it again and get through the day doing it over and over and over again. So, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that if people uh, just, you know, just even starting to read your book, just pick it up and start to read it. You're going to feel good after like two pages. It probably won't even take that long. But with awareness, you'll sit there and you'll think, okay, wait, you know, what am I going to do? How can I do this? And I want and people to sit and think with the quote above mine uh, and, and the wisdom, look at the two, read it, think about it, and see how it applies to your life and how you feel right. about it. Because that's what yep. it's about. It's about taking and saying, wow, this means a lot to my life, this and this and this and this area. You know, you think about it. And honestly, these are just things that really can, they affect all of us. They affect every yep. single one of us because we're all human. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Putting it in the simple form is what I wanted to do. I wanted people to understand it uh, easier, Lee, easily, yeah. <laughs> more easily. <laughs> Trying to yeah, use the right English. Um, but um, let me continue. Self-aid. Yeah. Uh, the I stands for integrity. This is mm -hmm. what I find to be the absolute most attractive characteristic trait in any, anyone, including myself, my brothers, my sisters, my best friends, my business associates, anyone I want to work with, anyone I love to hang out with. I find integrity to be the sexiest trait. Um, I take integrity everywhere I go, whether you're rich or poor, high or low. I believe that you know, doing the right thing when no one's looking is beautiful. Being a complete authentic me is completely, completely beautiful. It's the authentic self that I was looking for, that I was searching for in my late teens, my early 20s. You know, you're scared to com be completely yourself and you're a people pleaser and all that. I, over, you know, have learned through the years that it's not about pleasing every single person around you. It's about being fully 100% you. And I have been that person in the last several years of my life and love every moment of it. And if you don't like me, then I'm very sorry. But I really go out to be the authentic me. I, I, don't, I don't insult people, but I do make sure that I'm not just a people pleaser. I don't say things just so your ears will like to hear it. I say things as I believe them to be. And I'm very, very honest and very, very fair. And I think integrity is beautiful. Well, and I'm going to say something right now, cause, and I'm laughing. <laughs> okay, because one, one of the, in, in the integrity section, the quote that I loved is by Buddha, whatever words we utter should be chosen with care for people will hear them and be influenced by them for good or ill. I firmly believe that. Words hurt. Once, they, once they've gone out, you can't take them back. You cannot do that. Your wooism is my words are chosen wisely as once they are spoken, they are heard. My words are powerful because they stand for truth. And that's true. And you just said something that I found interesting because you said, you know, and if you don't like me, oh, well, I'm sorry. And I thought, the moment you said that, I thought, see, now I'm never sorry if someone says they don't like me. I'm just like, oh, well, I, say, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry you can move on. I'm, I'm yeah. like, sorry. Yeah. You know, if you don't like me, you can move on to the next person. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. because I'm going to be me regardless. That's what I'm trying right. to say. I'm just saying, sorry, move on next. You know, you go on to yeah. the person that you need to please you because I can't do that for you. Right. 
So many people I, will say, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry they don't like me. And I'm like, why are you sorry? Don't be sorry. Who cares? Just move oh, I'm on. not sorry in that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so sorry, like, excuse me, kind of. Like, well, excuse me, bye-bye. You know, you can go move on, move on. Um, yeah, I'm not sorry as in I hurt your feelings. You know, I'm so sorry for not being what you want me to be because I need to be what I want to be. I need to be the real me. That is who I am, and that's what I'm known for. My friends, my close, close, close uh, relative and friends know who I am, and they love me for that, and I love me for that. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't budge on my integrity. I am who I am, and I, you know, and I've learned through the years to be who I am. And whether you accept it or not, it's not, it's not important. I care about being a good person. I care about being honest. I care about my own truth. And that's the number one most important. And if everybody did that, if everybody had that integrity, wow. I mean, honestly, the oh, world would be just a very, very uh, yeah. good place to live. A happy, happy place with yeah. everybody. Yes, that's true. Okay, dream, dream, dream. Okay, well, D in self eight is for dream, and this is now not just saying, sitting down, uh, looking upon the stars and saying, I have a dream, I wish and wish I could do this one day. It is actually finding my life purpose. I am now living my dream. I never thought I'd say this, you know, really just say it out loud. I am living my dream. I'm not saying anymore to anyone, I have a dream. I absolutely love that I found my life purpose through the tragedy or the financial devastation was the main thing that gave me that big switch and gave me the the um, the light bulb. I found my life purpose. I love every moment of everything that I do today about self-aid, about how I live, about what I speak about, what I write about. This is my life. This is my dream. And I'm so grateful. And I hope that everyone can find that. I hope that people do not have to go through the big tragedies or traumas that I went through to get it. But I do hope that people are in um, are seeking after their beautiful life purpose, their dream. Because once you find what you know you're meant to do, it is such a great, happy, happy feeling inside. Yes, it's true. Like I, mm-hmm. I, my journey right now, this is my journey, this is my life, this is my dream. I love every moment of it. I love it. Yes, there's going to be challenges like, like anything in our lives. But I'm so grateful that I can tell the world now I know my life purpose. And I'm, I'm living the dream. I love it. Yes, and, and you know, and nobody is saying that reading a book, watching a video, listening to a CD or anything is going to make life, you know, rose-colored glasses and there will never be any challenges. It just helps you get through those challenges in a in an easier way, more smoothly, and so that you don't react, but you are proactive through the challenges and you're not on that cyclical gerbil wheel where you're doing the same thing over and over again and nothing is changing and you're thinking, oh, what's going on? When you get into that stress cycle, you can't get off of that and you need to get out. And the best way to get out is to change your attitude and to have something that you can go to. And this book does that. It allows you to get off the gerbil wheel, just pick it up and start reading. Now, the last thing in your book is not part of the acronym, but I love it because I'm I'm very grateful that it's in there. It's gratitude. Tell us why you put that in. Uh, because when I thought I had nothing, I still had something. When I was in my depression mode uh, years ago, I really, really, I mean, I, suicidal thoughts came to my head too, you know? I mean, there are so many dark, dark thoughts, okay, that went passing by my head and there was no dry eyes, no dry face ever. 24-7, I was crying. And But here's the thing, when I woke up, to, well, I woke up, I did watch one hour of Ellen DeGeneres a day and I realized that if I can laugh one hour a day, I can laugh 
the other times of the days as well. I said, my God, when I thought I had nothing left, I still had something. I still had laughter in me. I still had something. I right. still had life. I mean, there's always something to be grateful for. When you think you have nothing, you still have something. Look around you. Look in the mirror. Look at your fingers. Look at yourself. Look at, you know, your past. Look at your present. Look at your feet. It doesn't matter. You still have something. And I now believe that when I think I have nothing or when I think I'm going through a very, very downtime, I still find gratitude in all the other things I do have. It's, it's yes. again, it's a mindset, and I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. I found my faith, and I found um, gratitude throughout very, very tough processes because before it was a, you know, it's kind of like gratitude versus greed. Before it was about me, 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 me. Today right. it's about I have to help me in order to help the world. I mean, I'm about helping everyone else now, but I need to help myself first so that right. I can be in good form, so that I can be in good shape to help others. Before, it was just me, 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 and just more me. More me, 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 me. Today, I got to take care of myself so I can help so many other people. Go through, you know, go through their challenges and overcome their challenges like I did. Exactly, and it's not the, you know, uh, the sense of entitlement when you're taking care of yourself that the me, me, me was. It's just the fact that you need to do that so that you do have the ability to help others because you exactly. no good to anyone when you wear yourself out. And gratitude, you know, when we come from that place, again, if you're just, it, there's always, always, always something to be grateful for. I remember a patient walked in and, and she said she had, you know, absolutely nothing, nothing to be grateful for. And I said, well, okay, you're here. And she said, well, what is that supposed to mean? I said, well, did you wake up this morning? And she said, well, of course I woke up this morning. She was very sarcastic. And I said, some people didn't, and loved ones found them. And she just looked at me, and I said, so there's one. Did you have running water? Was it hot? Did you eat food? Did you have gas in your car? Did you drive your car here? You're here. How many things do you have grateful for now? And she said, all right, I get it. And she actually, it took that for her to get it. She didn't get it until I started really listing things off for her. And then she realized, oh, yeah, because there are people who don't wake up and there are people who can't afford gas and people who don't have a car or a home. You know, so really, when, when you start to think everything's really sucky, you have to say, you know what, wait a minute, what have I got? What have I got and how do I deal with the challenge? Instead of putting everything else down, lift everything else up, and that challenge will be a whole lot easier for you to get through. Now, I do want to ask you, is there one favorite inspiration that you have that kind of either trumps all others or that you just feel really good about? Is there a favorite one? That, like, well, you know, there's so many. You? Well, the, the first one I start with was, you know, at my time of depression, uh, Ellen DeGeneres means so much to me. There's so many, all of these quotes that I have in my book and, uh, you know, some that never made it into the book are so inspiring to me. So I can't pick my favorite, but the words be kind to one another started my progress in being kind to myself and being kind to the world and wanting to help uh, others, wanting to serve the world as well. So Ellen has a lot to do with my progression because she has a lot to do. Number one, she is the start, was the start to my depression, getting over it. Um, and she's this beautiful light. You know, she shines so much light. Uh, she's out there to help others and to be kind to others and to show the world that the world can be a better place if we all were kind to one another. So just her words, be kind to one another, is the last thing she says in, uh, before her show ends uh, every hour of her show. Um, I think started my progress. So, I, you know, can I say that's number one best? I could say that's pretty darn powerful. 
<laughs> well, I'm going to say something to you, and it, that quote is on page 141. Now, why do I know that? Because when I was preparing for the show, I thought, you know, my favorite quote in this book is Be Kind to One Another by Ellen DeGeneres. Do you want to know why? Because why? If you, are, if you are kind to people, you're coming from a place of love. You're coming from a place of gratitude, and that starts everything, and you can't help but be positive. So those four words, be kind to one another, or five words, be kind to one another, is what starts everything. And you just said it. You just said it so beautifully, and I thought, oh, my God, she's going to think that I'm making it up, but I truly did. I mean, page <laughs> it's amazing. You know, it's page 141. I'm right at the top of the page. People go to page 141. It's right there. You know, and, and underneath it is your wooism that says success is not calculated by the amount of money you have in your bank account. True success exists when you find harmony in your soul, when you do not hesitate to defend injustice, and when you choose to do unto others as you wish them to do unto you. That's your wooism for that. Now, I will say... Okay, I would not be prepared to say all of this and know it was on page 141 if I did not choose that. <laughs> so there you go. That was my pick. Wow! I, I, it's unbelievable that I said that and you said, oh, that's on 141, page 141. Yeah, uh, you know, I that's... wanted you to believe me, not think, oh, okay, well, the host is agreeing with me and just, you know, because she can't think of anything. No, not true. <laughs> I believe that kindness is really, it, it, it starts everything. If you're kind to yourself and you can show kindness to others. If you're not kind to yourself, you cannot show kindness to others. Therefore, if you are kind to one another, then you're coming from a, a loving heart that's filled with gratitude and you're putting out there good, positive information and vibrations for other people and that is key that makes the difference and that's what's going to change the world and ellen's doing it a beautiful way and you picked up on it and started your journey and you said that's what started you going so see people be kind to one another page 141 get the book self-aid inspirations to turn struggles into success with helen Wu. helen i can't believe we're almost at the top of the hour but before we go i would really love it if you would tell our listeners how they may learn more about you and your work and where they may purchase your book self-aid inspirations to turn struggles to success Okay, well, uh, my name is, first of all, Helen Wu. You can spell it, oh, not could. It is spelled W-O-O. And it's on uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com um, for fifteen ninety nine. And if you buy uh, straight through my website or just contact me to uh, personal message me through Facebook, I will give a special today for $10 with a signed copy. So, um, again, it's Helen Wu. Oh, sorry, my website is thehelenwu.com. And to find me on Facebook is the Helen Wu as well. Um, the email that you get, excuse me, the website that you gave earlier T works as well. Self aid with Helen Wood works as well. Uh, dot, dot com. So you can find me in many different ways, but please definitely look for me. I am so grateful to be here. I was, I, I love the show and T we are on the same wavelength. I thank you so much for having me. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. It was wonderful. It, was, uh, it went by really fast. It was absolutely wonderful. So thank you. <laughs> So listeners, we want, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life that we're truly meant to live, productively, healthfully, positively, and purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and get out your calendar and make note of it now so you remember to tune in next week. 
For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other, coming, uh, other upcoming events I'll be hosting, such as my upcoming um, Crystal Singing Bowl concert in September so, and Labyrinth Walk, so check that out. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. I got a roof over my head. I got a warm place to sleep. So that I lie awake out here. Instead of counting sheep. I got a When I remember how I'm blessed But I'm